I am Pandarius, a scholar of Thera. My name is Thorin. I hit people. A tablet I translated could hold the key to stopping a demonic apocalypse at sundown. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Many will try to stop me from unlocking its secrets. <laughs> oh, they'll try. This would be my first adventure with Soren. Let's go! As the Avatar of Green Eyes! Welcome to a Scholar's Journey. The world of Thera is home to our brightest hopes and dreams. But there is also a place where our darkest fears and most terrifying nightmares make their abode. A place so horrible that not even the gods will speak of it. What little knowledge we have is unverifiable, and the sources not entirely trustworthy. Unfortunately, the sheer volume of references across multiple cultures cannot be ignored, and this fills me with dread. These writings detail a never-ending purgatory, an abyss, if you will. It is a prison, a place where evil lies shackled, but not dormant. This prison is designed to hold the most wondrous accomplishments of the gods, which are also their greatest embarrassments. The Daemonic Vaidzer. Can this gateway be opened? Fortunately, no way has yet been found, but... I believe that doom abides within its hollow walls, ever scratching at them, seeking a way out. Light shone from an unknown source, high above, and lit with an eerie glow the perpetual rolling fog that hid horrors just out of sight. Occasional quick flitting movements were barely visible as flashing shadows against the gray backdrop. A glimpse of skittering forms that clacked against the hardened, gray, gravel-covered ground. The air smelled of ash and dust. A bright figure stood in stark contrast with the rest of the scenery. Unlike the obscured outlines that hinted at a grim populace within this shadowy realm, the figure was a creature of the light. It floated persistently down what seemed an invisible path. The being's body was made entirely of glowing yellow energy and clad in the armor of a warrior. Its head and arms were crackling orbs while its body bore a metal chest piece that at the waist joined a flowing warrior's kilt. Its face and hands shone like miniature suns, suspended midair, connected by golden strands of energy. The breastplate was stamped with the insignia of a double-headed golden warhammer. Finally, after floating for many minutes, the warrior slowed, 
Many claws began to scratch at the aura around the warrior, but stopped almost immediately. I have come for the Vaitzer Kestrel. Through the mist extended before the warrior, leading toward a sapphire hued figure suspended over the fog in the distance. The warrior floated down the path toward the massive being. The creature was suspended off the ground by chains of energy that stretched into the grayness above until they disappeared from view. A familiar mark branded the shackles. It was the same warhammer that appeared on the visitor's chest piece, and the energy binding the creature was similar in appearance to the warrior's. The imp hanging from the chains was humanoid, but his frame was squat and laced with powerful muscles. The creature's inky blue skin was scaled and dotted intermittently with patches of feathers. His legs were long and sinewy, like a frog's. They were stretched almost straight by the chains, which caused him even greater discomfort. The prisoner's face was broad and expressive, patterned with smooth scales that curved upwards. Large curling horns floated just off the surface of his head and remained in orbit like a spiked crown of bone. Two round eyes as big as a man's fist stared at the visitor intently. The creature's wide mouth stretched from cheekbone to cheekbone, with angular rotting teeth that spilled over his lower lip. The single wing that protruded from one side of the imp's back drooped from disuse. The muscles that once powered the majestic appendage were atrophied. Holes dotted the membrane of the wing, making the once impressive limb appear sad and decrepit. On the other side of the creature's back was a bleeding stump where the matching appendage had been. Claws had raked across the remnant, leaving jagged gouge marks in a wound that was still bleeding. The creature was a picture of lost glory with a crown of thorns. Oh my! A servant to visit little old me! Why are you here, puppet of the Golden Guard? Lord Kestrel, the Divine Hammer has decreed that we seek your counsel. <laughs> you seek my counsel? After what your kind did to us? To me? Our imprisonment has gone on for far too long for forgiveness. Do you desire freedom? His jaw unhinged, which caused his mouth to open almost vertical, to reveal row on row of jagged teeth. 
You would let me, one of the four fates of the lords, go free? Do you comprehend the torment that will follow when I set my brothers and sisters loose? Your world will be wiped clean. All traces that make it unique will be erased, and we will return it to the original fabric from which it was created. This I promise. Dolron has granted me leave to free you, and you will be given the opportunity to set your people free of their shackles. Is this genuine? Are you offering us the chance to remove our bindings? Is this a cosmic joke? Your vessel will be Diametri's Malus Aquatus. The first speaker of Dolron. He has been informed of the sacrifice he will make and has begun preparations for the first step of the ritual to remove the Gate Guardian from service in order to free your people. My! You are thorough! One would almost think that this had long been planned. The warrior raised an arm and pointed in Kestrel's direction. The warhammers stamped on the chains that held Kestrel glowed brightly. The chains shattered, sprinkling the ashen ground with glowing particles that disappeared moments later. Kestrel landed with cat-like grace. Many millennia of imprisonment had not dulled his reactions. The Vaitsa crept toward Dolron's servant, and the gray graveled ground smoldered with cobalt flame where he stepped. One of my kind has not entered the mortal realm since our imprisonment. Leaving would require special guidance. Granted, I told Ron himself. Do I have it? Can more of my brothers and sisters come along? You have his blessing. But only you. Any more would draw unwanted attention from the Gate Guardian. The imp approached and carefully traced the edges of the warrior's armor with his impressive claws. Then dug one lapis-colored nail through the servant's breastplate with ease. I could kill you now. Send me to the city of the damned, and I will perform the ritual to unbind my people. An orb of energy from the warrior's arm floated out and expanded into a flat plane till it formed a perfect disk. It began to swirl in on itself and revealed on the other side that it was a portal suspended high in the sky of another realm. It overlooked a healthy rolling forest that ended at the foot of a large white mountain with a city in the distance. Kestrel grinned with 
barely contained enthusiasm. He sprang toward the open portal, but stopped. Halfway through. The benefits that my people will reap are evident. But what does your god hope to gain with the destruction of the mortal realm? Of course. Dalaran cannot act directly outside its mandate. Your god can, however, close its eyes to injustice. And so, it seems that justice is blind. But mayhap not blind enough to consider what might follow us through when we are free. Then he jumped through the portal. On the other side, Kestrel transformed into a midnight blue shadow, and the only evidence of the Vatser's passing was a dark silhouette that swept over the clouds below him. The warrior broke contact with the portal. Lead me to the other three Vaitzer Lords. We have much to discuss. The fog parted to reveal a new path, and the warrior left as the portal began to close behind him. Even when the warrior was long gone, the portal was not yet closed but the remaining denizens of this plane of existence knew full well that to pass beyond it would mean certain death. Another figure now materialized next to the portal. This was a monk-like being in long flowing robes that glittered like the stars of the night sky. His hood was pulled down in such a way that nothing could be seen inside it, save piercing green eyes the color of jade. The monk raised a robed arm, and a pure white mist flowed out of his sleeve to form a hazy outline of a body, which hovered just in front of him. The figure of white mist kneeled in respect and then raised its head to reveal matching forest green eyes of its own. It exited quickly through the closing portal, just as Kestrel had done. The monk then bowed his head and silently disappeared back into the fog. The first rays of the morning twin suns burned Kestrel's shade form painfully. He desperately needed a temporary host or he would soon disappear forever. He searched the ground as he flew over rolling forested countryside toward a white stone city in the distance. His wraith-like presence passed over the treetops, and his shadow flickered up and down across the uneven foliage. As he flew, Kestrel saw something that intrigued him, earning a closer look. A huge creature with fur as dark as obsidian lumbered through the woodlands on all fours. It had the shape of a man, but 
was nearly twice as tall and three times as bulky. Yes. Kestrel swooped down. His sapphire form slammed into the creature, causing gouts of azure flame to explode outwards, rippling in slashes of azure light. The grass around the black-furred creature became charred and burned with demonic flame. Upon Kestrel's contact with the creature, it howled at the sky in writhing agony. Falling to the ground, its back arced as it rolled about, grasping its head and letting out guttural roars. The creature's eyes flared wide, glowing brilliant deep blue with a white-hot center. Ivory fangs frothed with spittle as it desperately tried to regain some semblance of itself, but to no avail. And finally, after inexorable moments of agony, the creature stopped moving, and its arms collapsed at its side. It did not breathe for many moments until suddenly its eyes snapped open and that brilliant light began to die down until it was a semblance of its former self. Moments later, the dark hulk stood upright and a sadistic smile full of ivory teeth split its face like a crescent moon. Oh. This form will do quite nicely. Quite nicely indeed. The creature stretched its newfound claws on the ground and prepared to hunt. And now to Diametres. <sighs> What nefarious plans does Kestrel have for the world of Thera? Who is this green-eyed being that followed Kestrel through the portal? And how does all of this tie into a scholar named Pandarius Grayson? A new day dawns in the next episode of A Scholar's Journey. This episode featured the voices of Joseph Black as Kestrel, Garrick Hickman as the Spartan, Stephen Daniel Moore as Zorn, and Herrick Erickson Brickle as Pandarius Grayson and the Narrator. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode of A Scholar's Journey. <laughs>